Welcome to the IT Smart Guy podcast, a technology podcast aimed at the modern business owner. And here's your host, Tony Edwards. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the IT Smart Guy podcast, a tech-based podcast for the modern business owner. I'm Tony, and before we go on to what we're going to cover in today's episode, I kind of owe you all an apology. We didn't put out an episode two weeks ago, unfortunately. Things just kind of mounted up and something had to give. And because I like to talk about recent news topics, it does make it very difficult to do what other podcasts do and record episodes in advance. All being well, we are back on track though. So let's stop dwelling on what didn't happen. Let's talk about today's episode. So we are going to talk about the mother of all data breaches and Windows 11 moment five and what's in store there. We then go on to the brain dump, and I'm going to be talking about a change to 365, which may affect your users in the future. And as always, I've got a tip of the episode. Let's jump straight in to the news. Let's look at what's happening in the news. So first up, we're gonna talk about the mother of all data breaches a massive data leak that's exposed 26 billion records from various websites and platforms. You may have heard about this breach in the headlines, but do you know what it means for your online security? Well, let me break it down for you. The Moab, which is the mother of all data breaches, is not a single hack, but a compilation of multiple breaches that have occurred over the last few years. Someone or a group has collected and re-indexed data from thousands of sources, including LinkedIn, Twitter, Adobe, Dropbox, and many more. This data includes usernames, passwords, email addresses, phone numbers, and other personal information that could be used for identity theft, phishing, or other types of cyber attack. The researchers who discovered the Moab said that it is the largest data leak ever found containing 12 terabytes of information and spanning over 26 billion records. They also said that the data was stored on an open instance, meaning that anyone with an internet connection could access it. The owner of the instance is currently unknown, but it could be a malicious actor, a data broker, or a service that works with large quantities of data. So what can you do to protect yourself, not only from Moab, but from other data breaches? Well, I've got some tips for you here. Firstly, check to see if your data has been exposed in not only the Moab, but any other known data breach. Use a tool like Have I Been Pwned? These types of tools will tell you if your email address or password has been compromised in any known breach and advise you on what you could do next. Second, change your passwords to any affected accounts and make sure you use strong and unique passwords for every account. Use a password manager to generate and store your password securely and make sure you enable multi-factor authentication whenever possible to add an additional layer of security to your login process. Third, be alert. Be alert for any suspicious emails, calls, or messages that may try to trick you into revealing your personal or financial information. These are phishing scams, and they often use data from breaches to make them look more convincing. 
Also, don't click on any links or attachments that you may receive by email that you don't trust. And make sure you verify the, sender, uh, the sender's identity before you respond. Finally, monitor your credit reports and bank statements for any signs of identity theft or fraud. If you notice any unauthorised activity, make sure you report it to the relevant institutions or authorities. Now these are just some of the steps you can take to safeguard your online security in the wake of Moab and other data breaches. Data breaches are becoming more common and more severe, so it's really important that you stay vigilant and proactive. From Moab, we're going to talk about some changes at Microsoft. So this is some exciting news, talking about Windows 11, which is Microsoft's current operating system. As you may know, Windows 11 was launched with a lot of fanfare and hype back in 2021. It promised to be a fresh and modern take on the Windows experience, featuring a new design, new features and ultimately new possibilities. Since then, Microsoft has been releasing regular updates or moments to keep improving and enhancing Windows 11. But now, we're about to witness the final and most significant moment of them all. Moment 5, or the February 24 moment. This is the last moment update that Windows 11 will receive. After this, it's going back to annual updates. This means more stability and consistency for your operating system. And moment 5 is packed with some amazing features that will make Windows 11 even better than it has been before. Whether you're a casual user, a power user, or a business owner, chances are you'll find something to love in this update. I've got a quick rundown of some of the highlights for you now. Accessibility features are getting a major upgrade. Voice access, narrator and digital pen support are becoming more inclusive as well as being more user friendly. This next one is my favourite. You're going to be able to uninstall some of the inbox apps that come with Windows 11, such as Microsoft Edge, Camera and Photos. This will free up some space and declutter your system, especially for apps you never use. The search pane is getting more flexible and becoming more versatile. You'll be able to switch to third-party search providers like Google or Yahoo and customise the search results and filters, rather than being stuck with Bing. File sharing gets friendlier with nearby shares friendly name support. You can give your PC a more readable name and choose who can see your device and the kinds of files you want to share. This is a bit like Apple's AirDrop. Spotlight will become the default wallpaper setting. Essentially, you're going to get a fresh and new wallpaper every day without having to change it manually. Not forgetting Copilot, AI-powered assistant that helps you write better code and more, is becoming more versatile and more accessible. You'll be able to use it in any app or window and access it quickly via the Alt-Tab menu. The Widgets board. I don't know anybody that really uses this, but it's becoming more customisable and diverse. You'll be able to disable Microsoft News integration and explore other plugins from third-party news services. And good old Notepad is getting some small but useful additions, including a character count and an edit with Notepad shortcut. So there's just some of the new features coming with Moment 5. It's being billed as the ultimate update for Windows 11, and it's coming to a PC near you. Hosting 
plenty of improvements and enhancements to make it more accessible, user-friendly and versatile. Remember, it is the final moment for Windows 11 and I think it's a moment that you won't want to miss. If you have any questions or feedback or if you're a business owner who wants to upgrade your estate to Windows 11, we can help with that. Just get in touch with me and I'll do my best to help, support and advise you to achieve your results. That's it for the news this time around. Let's move on to the brain dump. It's time for the brain dump. I mentioned in the news that there are some changes coming to Windows 11. I'm now going to talk about another change that may affect Office 365 users who use the Outlook desktop client. If you have Office 365 Business Basic, you may have noticed that you can no longer use the Outlook desktop client to access your email, calendar and contacts. This is because Microsoft has recently decided to limit the Outlook desktop client to 365 plans that include Microsoft 365 apps for business or enterprise. The business basic plan doesn't do this. It only includes the web and mobile versions of Outlook, along with other online services like Teams, SharePoint and OneDrive. So what does this mean for you and your business? Well, it all depends on how you use Outlook and whether you need the desktop client or not. Here are some pros and cons of using the web and mobile versions of Outlook versus the desktop client. So the web and mobile versions of Outlook are always up to date. They have the same features and functionality as the desktop client. You can access them from any device, any browser, and they work seamlessly with other 365 services. You can also customize your experience with add-ins and extensions that enhance your productivity and workflow. The desktop client of Outlook does have advantages over the web and mobile versions, such as offline access, advanced search and filtering options, and integrations with other desktop apps like Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. You can also use the desktop client to manage multiple email accounts, including personal ones, all in one place. Now, if you're happy using the web and mobile versions of Outlook, you don't need to do a thing. Continue to use them as normal and you'll continue to enjoy the benefits of 365. However, if you prefer or you need the desktop client of Outlook, you've got two options. You can upgrade your 365 plan to one that includes apps for business or enterprise, such as 365 Business Standard or Business uh, Premium. These plans offer more features and functionality, such as the desktop versions of Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook, as well as advanced security and device management tools, but they do come at a higher price point. The other option is you keep your 365 Business Basic plan and use a standalone version of Outlook, such as 2019 or 2016, that's purchased separately or that you already own. However, with this option, you will not get the latest updates and features that are available on the 365 version of Outlook, and you may begin to encounter compatibility issues with other 365 services. And I'm starting to see some of these issues appear already. But ultimately, the choice is yours. Make sure you weigh 
pros and cons of each option and decide what works, for, works best for you and for your business. If you've got questions or you need help, you can contact Microsoft Support, visit the 365 Help Centre, or we can have a chat. It's completely up to you. That's all for the brain dump today. Let's move on to the tip of the episode. Our tip of the episode. So this episode is being released in February 2024. Can you believe we're already a month into a new year? And now is as good a time as any to take action with this. But you can really implement this in your business at any time. I want you to invest in employee training and development. By equipping your employees with the necessary skills and knowledge to excel in their roles, you can enhance their experience and boost their productivity. Additionally, you can foster a culture of continuous learning within your business, encouraging staff to share knowledge and to stay updated on industry trends. Now, this may result in promotions and pay rises for your staff, and it may also mean that staff leave to go on to different jobs. And while this will have a positive impact, it could also adversely impact your business for a time see it as an opportunity to grow the next generation of your workforce. I was at an event in London just this week and a few of us were talking about how important training and development is and you'll be surprised how the results can shock you in a positive way. So train your staff. That's it. We are once again at the end of another episode of the IT Smart Guy podcast. Thank you for watching or for listening. I hope you found this episode useful and I look forward to speaking to you again next time. But before you go, I have one small favour to ask. If you've enjoyed this episode, do you know what? Even if you haven't enjoyed it, let me know. Leave a comment or a review wherever you're watching or listening. I will respond and it's the only way I can get better. And if you haven't already, Give us a thumbs up, a like, a subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've been Tony, the IT Smart Guy, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Thanks for listening to the IT Smart Guy podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please do consider to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice.